Welcome to Shonen Flop Chibi, a first impressions mini episode where we talk about the first chapter of the series we'll be covering in depth next week. I'm Jordan, and with me today, as usual, is my co-host, David. Say hi, David. Hi, David. What series are we covering this week, David? Oh, man, get your karate gear ready, because we are covering Nero, Way of the Martial Artist, where I definitely almost called it Nero, Way of the House Husband several times while I was writing my notes. <laughs> I really want to call this Nero, Way of the Samurai myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah what kind of martial Arts primarily has sword fighting, but <laughs> we can definitely get into when we get into the plot summary. Oh, you know, martial arts is an umbrella term, you know, could be anything. He's going to fight someone that uses an umbrella. Maybe it'll be an MMA thing where like he's got to fight boxers and people trained in like Krav Maga and shit like that. He just fights a bear at some point. That's not one of my guesses, but I hope he fights a bear. That'd be cool. Fuck. There was a game. Shit. Its name is escaping me. It came out on the original Xbox, the Xbox 360. And like, I just was watching a really great video where it's so like, it's about you. Like you play as like a detective and you have to fight like a ton of like drug dealers and homeless people or whatever. And it's, yeah, it's very problematic. Criminal origins. Yeah. You know, in the second one. No, I don't know much about it. You encounter a bear. And so I was watching an LP and this guy thought, oh, it's like, you know, it's gonna be like a crazy dude wearing a bear like mask or something, right? Yeah. No, it's a bear. It's a fucking grizzly bear just fucking shows up in the middle of this dude's house and starts chasing you. That's awesome. That rules, actually. It's definitely the best part of that game. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good part, though, to be fair. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It's uh, in the upper echelons of just fucking crazy ass. I, I wish they made a third game, actually. That'd be fun. Yeah, eh, I don't know. <laughs> nah. I don't know. I heard that second game wasn't as uh, well-received. It was kind of barren. Very oh, grisly. Oh, shut up. All right, oh I'll, my claw, God. I'll claw back All those right. jokes. All right, let's get into what the... Ugh. Jordan, do you mind telling us a bit more about what we're reading today? Yeah, so this is Nero Way of the Samurai. Oh, my God, I fucking did it. Holy <laughs> shit. Way of the House this, Husband, you dumbass. Oh, this is Nero uh, Way of the Martial Artist. It went for 18 chapters and three volumes, and it is by Minya Hiraga. Awesome. Yeah, all right. You want me to just go into the fucking plot summary? Yeah, I guess man. there's nothing else to say about that stuff. <laughs> yeah, but we're going to have a lot to say about this plot summary. Oh, boy. Neruma Neru Isami is a boy in middle school who doesn't have time for fun or schoolwork because the only thing he cares about is training. Raised in a remote cabin in the woods, Neru spent most of his life being trained by his grandpa in the ways of martial arts. Now that his grandpa mysteriously disappeared, Neru trains by reading from an ancient manual that the old man gave him. Neru and his friend Okuta rescue a beautiful high school girl named Akebi. Neru runs off, but not before accidentally dropping his fighting manual. Popcorn David. Akebi goes to Nero's home to give it back to him, but discovers him rewriting the book from memory on rocks. She attacks him, which Jordan neglected to mention, are with fucking swords, despite the name of the series being Way of the Martial Art, and they spar, frilling Nero, who hasn't had anyone to train with since his grandpa disappeared two days later. No, wouldn't it be two days prior? Because it would no, later. Two days be- later. Two days after that. Akebi and Nero run to a mar- the martial arts dojo. That oh, happens I'm sorry. Afterwards. I'm sorry. You're, uh, sorry, I missed the period. My bad. That's why yeah. I was wondering why two was capitalized. Okay. <laughs> two days. <laughs> that's, I legitimately thought you were saying the grandpa disappeared two, two days prior. And that's why I was like, that doesn't. Hmm. Oh, it was three years prior. Yes. yes. Okay. Two days later, Akebi and Nero run to her martial arts dojo where Nero can finally meet other people who like martial arts like he does. <laughs> Jordan, this is, this is kind of reminding me of Beast Children to go into first impressions where the dude just kind of wanted to tackle someone all the time and this dude says, I just want to fight someone. It's so funny that you have that reaction because I actually like this chapter. I mean, I kind of disagree. I mean, for one thing, yeah, he did just want to fight someone, but like he actually then fought someone. <laughs> That's true. 
And like, he didn't suck at it. If the kid from Beast Children, like, wasn't that whole thing that he actually fucking sucked at rugby and had never done it before? Yeah, he was complete horseshit. It was really just a metaphor for his repressed homosexuality. <laughs> That's what it felt like, at least. Yeah. Oh, it definitely had a humongous homosexuality metaphor in that yeah. series. And <laughs> I just remember they didn't play rugby till like chapter 12 or something. At least we fight in the first chapter of this one. That's fair. Not really with martial arts. Well, again, you know, martial arts include stuff that you do with the sword. Ugh, fine. You know, I mean, martial arts just means like a way to fight, I guess. And it often has different kinds of weapons. David, come on. Fine. Aren't, aren't you some kind of like martial arts expert? Like, what the fuck? Just because I own eight katanas. <laughs> you got the cool rainbow katana. I do. Yes. But after battle, it only shows one color. Red. Nice, nice. Rachel, please, for my birthday, don't get me a bunch of katanas. This is a joke. Rachel, this is me, Jordan. Get David a bunch of katanas, please. My mom called me and she's like, David, I know you you want a new camera for your birthday. What camera? I'm like, no, you really don't want to know how much it would cost to get a camera, the camera I want. No. Just don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, David, I knew you wanted a new katana for your birthday. Uh, I got to protect my virginity somehow. I need the sword of Sephiroth, please. I guess I do have a wall long enough for it. <laughs> I just looked up and I was like, yeah, I guess I have a spot actually I could put. Yeah, I actually yeah, do have a pretty put... good spot I could put a sword in my apartment. <laughs> uh, any, anyway, though, Jordan, I feel like this is going to be an ITLC where we disagree on the quality of the series because, yeah, yeah, I was not a fan. But why don't you tell us why you liked it so much? I actually really enjoyed the art for a lot of it. I mean, it, it was iffy. There's definitely some panels where like, yeah, that looks weird. I think the way that he draws Akebi is kind of weird in a lot of places. But I also think that the lines are extremely energetic when they're actually moving and fighting. I really like uh, the poses he has there. I really like how he draws action, actually. Really? I completely disagreed. I thought the action was not well drawn. And sometimes it was just confusing. Like third or fourth page when he's kicking a guy, I couldn't tell if he was kicking him multiple times or he was doing like a like a roundhouse kick and it just wasn't drawn very well oh i i thought it he was just doing a roundhouse kick but i, I mean I, I see it you can see it looks like his foot is connecting on multiple parts of that dude's body no i see why you felt that way yeah i also just i think it's really funny how uh the first thing that happens is that uh Nehru is supposed to fill out a what i want to be in the future test and he's like well i just want to get strong mm -hmm. i just want to train and stuff yeah I, I felt like the series didn't really waste much time it moves pretty quickly is where I'm where I'm going with that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it knows what the series wants to be about. But I mean, like, I just didn't find it that interesting. Like plenty of other shonen series where combat's a big part of it, but they actually have like an interesting story. Well, this is just going to be a filler plot to make people fight. I don't know. I don't think that's true. I mean, I think it's kind of interesting. You have this character who he's been completely isolated from everyone around him because he's just so obsessed with fighting. And his grandpa, who he who has been training him, who he looks up to, who because he's just so strong, has uh, it just mysteriously vanished. So now he's just kind of all alone in this world where like nobody understands him and nobody connects with him because he's just like doing his own thing or whatever. And then finally he meets this girl who they fight together and they're having a great great time during the fight too it's very much like there's a lot of uh like romantic kind of subtext there mm -hmm. where like uh he's like oh wow finally this is somebody that i can actually connect with and you're telling me that there's more people like you that's amazing so i don't know i kind of found that to be somewhat of like an interesting character motivation i guess but i, I don't know i just found like 
nothing about this series like really just caught my attention like I, I don't know like I thought the art was just okay the plot wasn't that interesting and actually I thought the art was kind of bad at times like you've seen the proportions of the female character and <laughs> we're already chapter one having upshots oh yeah they could have added a lot more to this first chapter to really grab my attention because like it's all set up to the interesting part but why would I keep reading then if there wasn't anything in the first chapter that was even interesting I guess it really just depends on, uh, do you enjoy the fighting? And I enjoyed the fighting, and you didn't. Fighting just wasn't drawn very well to make it seem exciting. I just disagree with that. I mean, I think um, there's a lot of dynamism to how these characters move. Also, one thing I thought was a little weird is he complains about no one wants to fight him, but why couldn't he just join like a martial arts club at his school? Well, clearly he's way too strong. And maybe there isn't one. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's a pretty standard club at Japanese schools. So they could have at least shown him. I mean, like, he seems like somebody who's just completely disconnected from everyone around him. Yeah, but he has his friend. His friend who seems to be a normally adjusted person. I could mean, have... David, how would he not know that there was a Japanese dojo anywhere? It's Japan. That's true. It seems like he's just somebody who is so in his own world that he's completely oblivious to absolutely everything around him. Then I would say that's lazy writing. That's just an excuse plot to is say, that oh, lazy the writing? Yeah, the I don't know. I think that I think that fits the character, though. It means the character was, I would say, abnormally too stupid. And the fact that he has a friend, though, that could have pointed this out. They also don't explain that. Why didn't his friend take him to a dojo? Like, they could have had a just a simple thing where they show him getting, like, banned from a dojo because he was, like, too strong or something. Like, Aishiman did that, where it's the same idea where a character is too strong to fight normal people, but they literally show him going to a gym, breaking equipment because he's too strong or breaking someone's arm in, like, a boxing match and getting banned from a boxing gym. It's the same idea. They could have just shown that. And then I explained oh why didn't he go to x y and z to try and fight someone to fight i guess i mean you know you only have so many pages to work through yeah but this was bloated anyway like his friend didn't even really need to be introduced because it brings up these questions he could have just found the girl being beaten up by bullies and saved her instead of his friend telling him that's easily two or three pages that they could have gone back in this pilot i see your points i think that they make sense i just um they didn't really bother me as much when i was reading it because i, I was more interested in like the the character interactions and stuff but no you you make some good points here thank you yeah yeah <laughs> uh, i also i really did think this was cool where um you know the whole thing with his grandpa because the, the idea that it starts out with is that like even though his grandpa is getting older he's still getting stronger yeah which is why Nehru is so interested in that which i don't know i, th I thought that was kind of interesting. Oh, yeah, I loved his grandpa. Grandpa's best his character. His grandpa's great. Well, also, they give him a, uh, basically just a how-to manual, like how to learn martial arts, essentially, which mm -hmm. a part of it that I really liked that kind of was really interesting to me was that, like, it looks like it's covered in text, but actually that text is little drawings of the form that you are supposed to take yeah. when you're doing martial arts. I thought that was so cool because it also, it explained, oh, because they mentioned, like, his grandpa couldn't read, so it was like, it made sense to me like oh okay that's how you can learn from it yeah uh by the way if we didn't mention his grandpa's blind was he or did they just not draw his eyes i'm pretty sure that was how they were supposed to show they didn't have eyes <laughs> i thought that was just hiding his uh hiding his identity oh no i thought it was like he like he just didn't have eyes oh i don't know imagine if he like wrote it in braille and someone's like bro this is like in braille you can like just just read it. I don't know. I kind of, I kind of took it as like a, a metaphorical or thing where he just didn't have eyes. But 
Understandable. Oh, I also really like how Nehru is like so in his head that like he's obsessed with fighting and everything to do with weapons that like he saves that girl without even like being aware that he saved her. He basically nerds out when one of the bullies fighting her pulls out like this uh, ninja knife or whatever. Yeah. And Nehru takes and he's like, oh my God, this is so cool. You have this. And like him nerding out about it freaked the bullies out so much that like they basically left. Like I thought that was cool. And I think that that ties into his character and shows and demonstrates, David, that he's somebody who does not pay attention to his surroundings and is completely in his own head and misses obvious things. Like, wow, this girl is currently under attack from these two bullies that I should help her fight. But instead, no, he, I'm just focused instead on this tiny, minute detail, completely ignoring all the context around it. That's one interpretation. But I just feel like the surrounding elements just like... Yeah, there are some okay parts, but it really sacrifices a lot of logic and things that could have been interesting about the series to have those kind of ideals. It just doesn't bother me in like a shonen manga. Like a lot of this is kind of like a setup it is similar to DBZ, like or Dragon Ball. Like his um his life, his early life is very similar to Goku's early life, where he was like raised in the wood. I mean, I'm sure that this character is literally based on Son Goku oh, in some yeah. way. You know, I mean, here, here's the thing: this feels like a product of like the mid 2000s, and the standards are just way, way too high for shonen nowadays for that to be fine. You're right. If in like a Dragon Ball Z era world this would have been a fine excuse plot but nowadays there's a lot more critical thinking that people really challenge the ideas of series right you got things like pppppp and uh yeah yeah you gotta compete with that shit you gotta compete with that yeah <laughs> all right so jordan though i'll take it you would read in our 10 chapters of it yeah yeah uh i think you know what my answer is so do you want to go into uh, uh guesses oh actually i just realized we did this order wrong but whatever so, whatever it doesn't yeah, matter yeah, yeah uh, it's like jazz yeah it's about the segments you don't do <laughs> yes <laughs> so jordan though what are your guesses uh well my guess is i think that akebi and Nehru get romantically involved mm -hmm. i think that that's pretty heavily foreshadowed here i don't think that Nehru will get along with most of the people at the dojo mm -hmm. uh he thinks that he will, and I, I don't think so. I think there's going to be some uh, clashing there. And the last one is I think that the grandpa's immortal. Mm. I th the grandpa might be Buddha. That's pretty cool. Those are some good takes, uh, especially the romantic one. I think that was a good call. So mine are, I think the grandpa's going to be the final boss. I think his best friend is never going to get good at fighting, so he'll just be like a cheerleader the whole time. And that I think they're going to introduce like a really dumb power system. I think those are all good guesses. I don't know if they're going to do. Thank you. You're welcome. I don't know if they're going to do like a power system, though. Um, shit, they fucking might. So, David, what is your power word? My power word is thin. Thin, really? Yeah, because all the characters were drawn like really weirdly thinly proportioned, and the plot is just also very thin. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I thought that was a good power word. How about you, Jordan? Uh, mine is energetic because I felt like the action scenes were very energetic. And like the series itself has like this energy. Uh, Nehru has this like ner this like energy to him that, you know, is very shonen. You know what? That's fair. And we'll see, though. It definitely has a chance to improve. Yeah. And we'll see. Uh, I'm looking forward to recording our main episode with Dylan on Wednesday. Absolutely. Okay, cool. And then you ready to go to the Q&A? Yeah. All right. First of all, Jordan, we got a question from, you know, legendary fan Victor, who says, Victor! do some canceled Shonen Jump characters sometimes have Christmas parties? Golem Hearts does not. Golem Hearts or the guy from Red Sprite. <laughs> exactly. They do not. I think the lady <laughs> from ITLC is the most likely Shonen Jump protagonist to host a Christmas party. 
the main character. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And she like, she gets everybody like presents that they wanted, but in order to know, to know that they wanted, (laughs) she had to do like extreme deep, like stalking to just discover what they were looking for. And it really, it actually creeps them out. Yeah. It's like uh, she wiretapped that conversation with my mom. So she knew what type of camera I wanted. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. it's a fun idea um that actually in when i went through the shonen jump list that author has another series that we could cover Ooh! so we can definitely yeah uh when we get through that list we can talk about some potential series that we'll definitely cover in 2022 next question is from second 44 which flop protagonist would be the strangest addition to fortnite which i interpret as which character would be the worst at dabbing hmm i don't know enough about fortnite i mean it's one of those games about like it's like it's like minecraft plus PUBG. yeah kind of i think i think and they dance there's a lot of dancing so i guess it would have to be somebody who can't dance can't build anything and oh so I know exactly who. Oh, Build King. Yeah, yeah. the characters from Build King. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Though, yeah, strangest, not worst edition. So what? Maybe. Um, I'm trying to think, man. I, I was gonna say Orpheus, but no, Orpheus would fit perfectly. Yeah. In Fortnite. Um. <laughs> oh, the girls from Monster Team are girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just twelve year olds using machine guns. Yeah. Um. Okay. Next question uh, is from T Root. Would you review Burn the Witch? So uh, this isn't really a flop. (laughs) There's a little thing. So maybe as Patreon bonus content, stay tuned. We'll see if people are interested in that. Next question is also from T Root because I knew that was going to be a quick question. Are there any series you would say in the first 10 or so podcast episodes you'd re-review and see if they are still bad or better compared to recent topics? I really want to revisit Golem Hearts. Yes. Though we actually, it's already on our schedule. We will be covering Golem Hearts for our two-year anniversary. I like the Stephen Colbert method where every year anniversary, he does like a plus one. And then he has the like the first guest, second guest, you know, two years later and has an <laughs> interview with them. So that's what the thought is every year we'll progress. And then so we'll do Golem Hearts next year. We'll do, uh, what was it, Robot Laser Beam the year after that. And then after that, it would be Guardian of the Witch. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. Which flop protagonist would be the most likely to get involved with NFTs, asks Scott. Jim Naruto. No, no, actually, the dude from Neolation. Yeah, actually. That's literally his whole shtick. Yeah, yeah. Him or the guy from Phantom Seer, because he just seems like the type of guy who would be a douchebag about how he likes <laughs> NFTs. But no, no, you're also right. So does the guy from Neolation, actually. Yeah, no, I think that that is the correct call here. I think that... Oh, yeah, his name was literally Neo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... He probably invented NFTs, and that's what that N stands for. <laughs> Neo-fungible. Neo tongue tokens. <laughs> <laughs> Neil fungible tokens that's his name yeah this is Neil tokens <laughs> oh god these are some good questions all right last one is from adam aka agpa who asks would you ever cover a flop anime so the question i guess is just how you would define an anime as being a flop and then also that is a much larger time sink so i don't know jordan what do you think It depends because like there are anime series like Mars of Destruction where they literally only put out one episode because it just got so fucking panned. Yeah. And that's just like one 30 minute episode. So it's not necessarily a huger time sink. But if you're talking about a series that like ran for say, I don't know, like, yeah, like even like 10 episodes. Yeah. yeah, Like that's that's a significantly different thing. Like Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be against doing reviewing like maybe a shitty OVA like I 
would I would love to talk about MD Geist any time, but mm-hmm. although that was actually weirdly successful, but yeah, no, I mean, uh, I'm not against it. It just has to be like a specific scenario. I mean, yeah, and I think that sounds like something that would be fun Patreon content. Hear that, listeners? You should probably subscribe. We're so close to doing the MO special. Yeah, you don't want to miss that. I'm excited. Yeah. And that is uh, all the questions we had for today. Thank you, everyone who submitted. If you want to submit questions, you can always come on the Shonen Flop Discord and submit something to the Q&A thread or the Q&A channel. And as always, our prioritization is if you're a king of the forest above, if you've never asked a question before, and if we haven't answered one of your questions in the last five or six so episodes. Yeah. Jordan, you ready to go to shout outs? Yeah, I'm fucking oh, ready, Let's man. fucking do it. Well, Jordan, then, first thing I want to say is thank you so much for all of your hard work editing the Chibi episodes and also helping do the final pass on the main apps. You're so welcome. I also want to thank Tucker for assistance with pronunciation, translation, other miscellaneous research. He's also helping us now figure out what series to cover, helping us with some research of what's spicy series and if they're translated or not. So that's going to be a really big help in the future. I also want to thank Nicole for helping with social media and Luke for being our community producer. And on that note about the Shonen Flop Discord, be sure to join it. Come hang out with us and talk about any games or whatever else on your mind. We also have a book club and do regular movie nights. You can find a link to it in the show notes. And if you've been enjoying the podcast and want to help us keep going, consider subscribing to our Patreon. We have a ton of awesome perks ranging from exclusive mini episodes, deleted scenes, and you can even help us pick what series we're going to cover next. Find that at patreon.com slash shonen flop. And in terms yeah. of page, oh, see, yeah. Yeah. And then in terms of giving shout outs to our patrons, we first want to give a shout out to Pterodactyl Ghost for being a Chainsaw Man level patron. And What's Gabe, up, my man? Pterodactyl Ghost. Fucking absolute Chad legend. And then uh, we want to give a thanks to Gabe, Marty, Mark, T. Wolfwood, Matt, Overrated Apples, and Manji Knights for being King of the Forest. And ironically, that is not totally not Mark. Ah, oh, it's a different guy named. I feel Mark, so bad for him now. Who's also cool? Yeah, totally not Mark. Is very based. And Mark is even more based. And then uh, you know who else is also based is Tristan Denna, Marabara, Hydra, Dylan, Alexander Zorak, Shingo Sekimoto, Trevor Schechner, Silly R- Rookie, Yaji Black, Mike Carpenter, and BS for being Galactic Ball Federation officers. Yes, thank you very much for your service. And if you're not ready for a regular commitment, consider buying some merch. We have a ton of awesome designs, including the much-requested Gomez Moon shirt, Mashal Punching Harry Potter shirts, along with cover art from each of our episodes, and a portion of the proceeds goes to the original artist. And no worries, though, if you can't help the show financially, if you can just recommend the show to a friend, it really means a ton to us. We've seen a lot of Jeffrey Crope, and we wouldn't have gotten where we are without people telling their friends about the show. You can find us on Twitter at Shonen Flopcast and our website, ShonenFlop.com. Jordan is hard at work making a brand new website, so we're super excited about that. And you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcast. And with that, David, say it. Keep on flopping, floppers. Bye. Bye.